Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Yo, Joe! Welcome to the Viewmasters. Episode 308, G.I. Joe the Movie. My name is G.I. Joe. <laughs> and I am Cobra. <laughs> oh, we shouldn't do this. We're sworn enemies, sir. No, I'm Cobra Commander and you're Roadblock. Oh, okay, perfect. We're best of friends Crap, now. Crap, do I have to speak in rhyme? I don't know if I have the time. I think I can make this work. Just try not to be a jerk. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Not getting any better than this. <laughs> oh, welcome to the Viewmasters, episode 308, G.I. <laughs> Joe the Movie. My name is Joe. My name is Eric. Hello, Eric. <laughs> Just figured I'd do a hard reset. Eh, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, so, so for the listener, this is uh, the original 1987 yes. animated film, not the 2005, maybe later than that, I don't uh, know. Uh, maybe 2008, 2009. Maybe. Uh, 2009 sounds right, actually, yeah. now that you mentioned it. The Rise of Cobra. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that that had a subtitle. Yeah, that well, that's the sequel to this one, so, I mean, they gotta, they gotta right. set it off. It's true, it's true. Because uh, I, I knew the, I guess now, third one then was uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, Snake Eyes. Yes. Which, uh, just just sidebar here, one of the worst movies I've ever watched. <laughs> I think you've mentioned that to me before. <laughs> it is awful. It's a shame. Yep. Uh, but, uh, you know what? I, I actually do kind of like the two live-action G.I. Joes. All right. I've never seen any of them. Uh, you know. Low expectations, they're fine. All right. Uh, I think Retaliation is better than Rise of Cobra. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're they're both entertainingly watchable. All right. Yeah. Is it is it Channing Tatum in uh, one or both of them? He is in the first one for sure. Okay. And he is in maybe five minutes of the second one. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, because the the second one is sort of a, like a like a like reboot, a soft sequel. reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Channing Tatum basically shows up to, to tie the two together and then, uh, uh, spoilers, much like in this movie, dies. Oh no! You mean, you mean, <laughs> goes into a coma. Oh yeah, that's right. From which he fully recovers. Yep. Off screen. Off screen, uh, with no character on screen actually saying any of those words. <laughs> uh. ADR! <laughs> and now you know. <laughs> Oh man, this movie fucking rules. It does. <laughs> and is so fucking weird. Yep. Uh, like, I, I had forgotten just how weird it was, or maybe I, it had never really occurred to me just how weird this movie is. Uh, I, I know I've seen this movie more recently than you have. Uh, and even I sort of, like, didn't fully grasp just how bizarre it gets. Yeah. Uh,. Because, uh, like a couple years ago, uh, for, for my, my Sketch a Day blog, I, I did uh, a G.I. Joe theme month. Oh, nice. Uh, which was, uh, a lot of fun. It was in November, so it was, uh, G.I. Joe Vember. Awesome. Uh, and I drew a lot of characters and, and it just made me really nostalgic for, for G.I. Joe. I've always liked G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh, like of, of the cartoons, like, uh, that were around when I was a kid and its contemporaries like G.I. Joe and He-Man were like my, my top two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd say about 15 years ago or so, I decided to like to rewatch a bunch of them and I watched all of G.I. Joe. Oh, wow. And like, it really held, holds up. That's like, awesome. Like it, it, like at times it's smart uh, you know, it did, I mean, you know, it definitely has its goofier moments, uh, you know, and obviously the, the famous PSAs at the end of each episode, you know, are, are 
fairly pandering. Yeah. Uh, but but it, it seems like, you know, it's adult characters doing adult things, you know, in a slightly child-friendly way. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, you know, He-Man is totally pandering. Right. You know. <laughs> And uh, I'll be uh, a little offensive here. Uh, uh, myself and an ex-girlfriend, you know, were together watching old He-Man episodes. And, like, at one point, like, I just paused it and looked at her and I was like, it is a miracle that watching this show as a kid that I didn't turn out to be retarded or gay. Oh, man. <laughs> You weren't kidding when you said you were going to be offensive. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, But But yeah, yeah, no, He-Man is really bad. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, But but yeah, G.I. Joe, I I think it's honestly still really solid. Nice. Uh, And and like at the start of the pandemic, uh, and again, even though I couldn't be quarantined... uh, (laughs) You know, because you just would not be contained. Exactly. Uh, uh, I noticed that you know, well, because nobody else wanted to hang out with me. <laughs> uh, I spent a lot of time watching uh, old cartoons on YouTube. Okay, and uh, YouTube had, at least at the time, had its own GI Joe channel. Oh wow! And it was just basically like a live streaming of like episodes of gi joe nice and, and so i watched quite a few of those you know on occasion and uh the, yeah they they still hold up and this movie is great yeah yeah really um, and, and i'm not very insightful uh you know i'm not very intelligent when i speak of things but if i could put together the words i could easily spend an hour just talking about how fucking amazing the opening to this movie is. The opening sequence to this, like, when it was over, I considered asking you to start it over so that we could watch it again, because it is incredible. Uh, it is definitely my favorite of the G.I. Joe openings. Yeah. Um... Before you came over, uh, you know, like, I, I got everything set up. I put the disc in the Blu-ray player, and I, and I sat down. Uh, and, you know, you were probably, like, an hour out of, of coming over. I was like, maybe I can just watch the opening. <laughs> did you? I did not. Okay. I, I fell asleep instead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, from from the second that that music kicks in, oh, man. <laughs> Like, oh my god, it's so good! And and no offense to the rest of the movie, but it is... Or, or, hell, the rest of the franchise. It is, like, the best animated G.I. Joe-related thing, I think, in existence. I mean, the animation in this movie overall, I feel like, is really great. Oh, sure. Especially during that opening sequence. Yep. Like, you can see however much money they spent on that. All of it is on the screen. Yep. Uh... I, I guess, like, around the time... I feel like the Statue of Liberty was sort of, like, a big thing in, like, the mid-80s. Yeah. Like, like, and, and so that's essentially what the opening revolves around, is is Cobra attacking the Statue of Liberty, and G.I. Joe is just hanging out in the torch. G.I. Joe is there! Yep, they are! <laughs> and, and they've all got jetpacks, uh, which they have never uh, used in uh, anything else. Right. Uh, not even in the rest of this movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I, I've seen full two-hour action movies that, that don't have nearly the action that the two-minute theme opening has in this. Yeah. It's fantastic. It is spectacular. And had you said, hey, let's watch that again, absolutely. (laughs) Well, damn it. Would have done it. (laughs) So yeah, listener, if you have never, if you've never seen that sequence, uh, I mean, you should watch the whole movie. Yep. But, uh, but if you only watch one sequence, watch the, the opening Statue of Liberty sequence. Uh, it's basically, I mean, they're, it's sort of the opening credits, basically, I guess, yeah. of the movie. Um, and it's phenomenal. Uh, I remember as a kid, like the first time that I watched it, like on video, like my mind was blown because like I was just used to the TV show opening, which yeah. is fairly rote and standard, but 
It was just like, oh my god, <laughs> this was truly GI Joe the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, when so so yeah, you said GI Joe was was one of your things as a kid. Yeah. When did you first see this movie? Uh, when it when it came out on video. I, okay. I did not get a chance to see it in the theaters. Yeah, I never did either. Yeah. Uh, was this one even in theaters, or did it go straight to video? You know, you may be right because Transformers went to theaters. Yes. Which came out first? Uh, which directly resulted in and duke not dying yes right <laughs> because transformers in the movie traumatized children right uh, i tell you though uh duke getting stabbed by that snake thing yeah still fucking traumatic uh-huh yeah yeah <laughs> i mean there's blood and everything uh-huh he gets staked through the heart snaked through the heart yeah whoa <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> not proud of it <laughs> <clears throat> yeah there, there's a lot of things in this that traumatized me as a kid if i remember correctly uh, i mean <clears throat> you, you you mentioned just how weird this is and watching it now as a 44 year old man it kind of traumatized me now yeah uh because I, I i feel like i had truly forgotten just how gross and Lovecraftian, mm-hmm. uh, the entire Cobra Law sequences are. Yeah. Uh, it is just full of, like, vaginas and tentacles. It's <laughs> uh, funny because it's true. Yeah. Uh, like, like, it is just gross and squishy. Yeah. Uh, I remember the, the sequence where, um,. Oh shit! What's her name? The the woman from Cobra Law, Pythona. Pythona, thank you. Uh, I remember the the sequence where she infiltrates the Cobra base and is like shrouded in a in a cloak, and you can't really see her. Yeah. And she's got all these weird like fucking plant weapons. Yep. And people are screaming and and getting spored in the face and <laughs> stuffs grabbing their faces, and that part scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's horrifying. Nemesis Enforcer, everything about Nemesis Enforcer scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> like, he's just this unstoppable killing machine with fucking giant elbow spikes. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, so I, I, when I did my sketch day, you know, I was like thinking, oh, you know what G.I. Joe is? G.I. Joe is just like, you know, it's a, it's it's a military team versus supervillains. Yeah, exactly. You know, Cobra are just a group of supervillains who got together and, and are trying to take over the world, and G.I. Joe is just regular old, you know, top-notch military dudes. Yeah. Uh, and, and now we're throwing in just, like, body horror. Uh-huh. Uh, just cosmic old entities <laughs> that live underneath the Earth. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was trying to figure out how how do we get there? <laughs> like how to as they're sitting down to write this movie, like how is this how is this an organic uh extension of what we know? Right. And the only thing that I can think of is that they wanted to explain why Cobra Commander sounds so fucking weird. <laughs> well, what if he's a snake person from from prehistory? Well, it, then what? how did he become a snake person? Right. Well, there's a whole society of snake people. Uh, yeah, so we essentially get the cartoon canonical origin of Cobra Commander in this. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, I don't know, did you ever read the comics as a kid? I never did, no. Okay, I never really did either. Uh, like, here and there a little bit, and I do have somewhere... I got for free, actually. Like, the first... Like, when IDW first got the G.I. Joe license, they started reprinting a bunch of the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I got, like, the first five collections of that, which I think is, like, the first 50 issues or oh, so. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and I tried reading some of them, and they're kind of hard to get through at times. Uh, but I definitely feel like 
whatever origin they gave Cobra Commander in that was was fairly mundane. Sure. Like, like I feel like he was like a used car salesman who just decided that he just fuck America <laughs> uh, and he was gonna just uh, start a terrorist organization to, to you know free the world from America's grip sure uh, which you know <laughs> I get it uh huh I get it yep yeah uh, I'd like to come back to that <laughs> alright <laughs> Is it about how uh, G.I. Joe is pretty much just uh, pro-military propaganda? Not exactly. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> it's more specifically about the movie. Okay, all right. But anyway, continue. Uh, and so, yeah, so having this be sort of the animated series version of his origin is real fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, but then again, you know, we also have Serpentor... Uh, who in the the TV series was cobbled together with the DNA of like five or six uh, dead uh, uh, dictators throughout history. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do remember that. So so I guess you know they're kind of pushing the unreality of of Cobra with that. Yeah, but even that is science. Like True. that's that's genetic engineering. Like this is just straight fantasy. Yeah. It's it's Lovecraftian. Yeah. Uh, I do remember my friend Bruce and I talking about how we learned what DNA was through the Serpentor miniseries of right. G.I. Joe. Right. You know, it taught us things. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to all the PSAs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you're like... I do wonder, like, I mean, how, how do they get to that point? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting to me because cause knowing now what the origin of Cobra is, right. it really reframes the whole conflict. Like, like G.I. Joe are just colonizers trying to wipe out the people who were here originally. If you really think about it, yeah. like, like the Cobra, Cobra Law is the indigenous society just trying to take back their, their lands, their planet. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, I feel bad for them. Yeah. Uh, They're gross, but I feel bad for them. You know, they, they were the wrong society. Yeah. Yeah? Huh. Huh. <laughs> I mean, you know, I did mention the pro-military propaganda, which at times while watching it this time made me feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, was it was it when Sergeant Slaughter body slammed Nemesis Enforcer and said, this one's for the US of A? I mean, that one didn't help. <laughs> uh, pretty much any Sergeant Slaughter saying uh, felt... You know, just uh, a little bit icky. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> what? What's a ditty bag? I don't know. What's an itty bitty ditty bag? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm glad that he said it twice because that is not what I heard the first time he said it. <laughs> I can imagine what you put your hurts. Yep. It rhymes with yeah. those other words. Sure. Of course it does. <laughs> And makes no sense at all. No. I mean, none of it does, anyway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, Sergeant Slaughter is in this movie. Yeah, as Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. Uh, I had the Sergeant Slaughter toy as a kid. Me too. Uh, with, the, with the tank. Yeah, I had the tank as well. Uh, I distinctly remember... I got it for Christmas. And, uh... We, we opened presents at my parents' house, and then we drove to South Bend to visit my grandpa. Uh, I don't remember if my grandma was alive still or not at the time. Uh, but, but, you know, it's like a five-hour drive. Uh, so I built the tank in the backseat of my dad's car. Nice. That's awesome. Because <laughs> you, know, you had to build the, the vehicles back yeah. then. Yeah. They were Snap like little... stuff together and yep, yep. put the stickers on. Oh, and... yeah. Yeah. Always fucked up the... St- the decals. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, every Transformer I ever had just uh, looked awful. 
curled up detail stickers and uh, yeah, <laughs> just never put on right. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know you, you try to adjust them and like you know it loses all of its stick the second right. time around. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Kids was, these days have it easy. It was tough in the 80s. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I, I distinctly remember I had, because they came out with three packs uh, that were movie tie-ins. There was uh, a Cobra Law three pack that had Globulus and Nemesis Enforcer and just like one of the random Cobra Law soldiers. Not Pythona? Not Pythona, no. Huh. I don't think they ever made a figure of Pythona. Really? Yeah, or That's... if they did, I never had it anyway. Well, you know, I guess girl figures don't sell the boys. So. Right. <laughs> and then the other three-pack was, they, they call them the Renegades in, in this movie, but the three-pack was called Slaughter's Marauders. <laughs> nice. I loved those. <laughs> Uh, they sort of just disappear. Yeah. Uh, in this movie. blend into the background. Yep. <laughs> They're still there, I assume. Yeah. Uh, the real focus is on the uh, the new recruits for GI Joe, mm-hmm. uh, which which are Lieutenant Falcon, voiced by uh, Don Johnson. Right, uh, hot at the time. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just Don Johnsoning it up. Yep. He sounds. He does not belong in this at all. Nope. <laughs> Burgess Meredith sounds more at home in this than Don Johnson does. <laughs> Burgess Meredith, who probably was on the verge of death at this point. He, was, he was, would have been very old. Uh, yeah, he, he's having a lot of fun, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, I only once or twice thought, eh, he's pulling a little penguin-y kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is uh, Burgess Meredith's second G.I. Joe movie. What? There's a movie in the 40s called The Story uh, of G.I. Joe uh, that Burgess Meredith is also in. I had no idea. I've never seen it, but I'm aware of it. Nice. <laughs> Did he play Globulus in that? I think so, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's Nemesis Enforcer in that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he had the natural elbow spikes. Well, sure. They hid that very well in the uh, library episode of The Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> You see him poke out a little bit every now and then. Yep. <laughs> Clever camera moves. <laughs> That's actually how he broke his glasses. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, this whole show is just sidebars. Uh, but uh, it's like the most mean-spirited episode of The Twilight Zone ever. It really is. <laughs> yeah. That guy didn't do anything wrong. Right? <laughs> yeah. What's the irony here? <laughs> just... It's mean. It is. <laughs> uh, especially, you know, you figure Rod Serling would be a guy who would be pro-reading. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, nope. Yeah. If, if you want to be alone and read, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get for being antisocial. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but that's, uh, yeah, very weird. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so I, f- I feel like with this and with the Transformers movie, uh, they were really trying to push, like, the second generation of, of characters yeah. uh, into the forefront. And I think, like, Tunnel Rat and Jinx probably, and even Chuckles, <laughs> probably, like, made more of an impression, like, in, in future G.I. Joe stuff. Okay. But... Did Lieutenant Falcon ever show back up ever again? Oh, if he did, I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, certainly was never voiced by Don Johnson again, if right. he did. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, they, they had to offer him big Miami Vice money at that point. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and probably already had his hit single out. <laughs> did he release a single? Oh, yeah. I did not know that. I believe it's called Heartbeat. Okay. <laughs> All right. Look it up, listener. Okay. <laughs> Don Johnson was fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's a good person or not. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I know, like, his general history is, is a little sketchy here and there, especially, like, with his relationship to Melanie Griffith, for sure. Yeah. Uh... But at the same time, you know, like, you know, you and I saw 
Glass Onion last week. Yeah. Uh, and prior to that, I had rewatched uh, Knives Out, Same. which which he is in. And, and while watching that, I was like, you know, it's 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 kind of nice seeing Don Johnson just pop up here and there, like like he's also in uh, Django Unchained and. You know, and he's playing terrible people. Yeah, uh, in these movies, but he's really good at it. <laughs> and he's he's settled into like you know his. I mean, he's still a handsome man for being in his sixties, seventies. Yeah, you know, but uh, you know, uh, he, he's he's aged well uh, as an actor, anyway. Uh, again, I'm still not sure about him as a just general human being. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but how can we ever be sure about anybody as a general human being? That is true. Uh, but I feel like even though as a as a kid, I was just like, why is Don Johnson doing this voice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like, just why do they do this? <laughs> uh, at least, like in Transformers, the movie, like like. They, they, they had Judd Nelson as Hot Rod. Oh, right. I forgot Judd Nelson was in it. Uh, but, but you know, they had, like, a couple of other, like, Leonard Nimoy as his... Uh, Galvatron. Uh, Galvatron, yeah. Orson Welles, of course, as Unicron. Right. Uh, and, and some other, like, fairly, quote-unquote, big-name actors. Yeah. Uh, but but this one just has uh, Don Johnson and Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. And Burgess Meredith. And Burgess Meredith. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's it's weird why why they do that. But, it is weird. Uh, you know, but, it, you know, at the same time, at least they had, like, the rest of the original cast doing yeah. their voices. Uh, <laughs> there was one point where... Like, there's an alarm that sounds, and I was like, oh, look at Frank Welker getting some work. Because <laughs> I think he famously just does a lot of noises. I think you're right, and, yeah. And animals. Yeah. <laughs> I did see, was he Nemesis Enforcer? Uh, I, I don't know. There, yeah. was, there was a recognizable name that was Nemesis Enforcer. Yeah. Nemesis Enforcer doesn't talk, he nope. just grunts. Yep. Uh, it could have been. Uh, Frank Welker was in the cast list. He, yeah, he played a couple different characters uh, as you know did you know all the other big names. You know, right. especially the guy who you know voices Snake Eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, clever! Uh, another thing this movie reinforces with me is that uh, uh, I don't know why Snake Eyes ever became popular. Yeah. Like, like I get that he looks cool, but like, you know, when I was watching the 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 TV show and then watching this, like he doesn't do much. Uh huh. Like, like he's never had like a big role. Like in the TV show, like Spirit, like had a bigger sort of continuing arc throughout than you know Snake Eyes ever did. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I don't, I don't know where the fan obsession with Snake Eyes came from. Like maybe just from the comics. I was gonna say maybe just the comics. I mean, maybe maybe looking cool is all it took. I mean, that's how my Bubba Fett is so popular. Is he looks cool? Fair. <laughs> that's another one I do not get. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh... I, I remembered uh, while we were watching this that uh, the, the the voice actor who does Big Lob, <laughs> yeah, uh, was also a Ghetto Man in the uh, Legends of the Superheroes special that we watched. <laughs> and like once I remembered it, I could hear it in his voice. That wasn't Garrett Morris. No. Okay, Garrett Morris was in that though, wasn't he? I think so. It's been a while. Though. Yeah. If, if he was, he was not Ghetto Man. Okay, all yeah. right. <laughs> so yeah, nice nice connection to, right, yeah. to the previous Viewmaster's Fair. Nice. Uh, Big Lob is annoying in this movie. Is. Big Lob makes his move! <laughs> Just the most annoying character trait of any G.I. Joe. Yeah. Referring yourself in the third person yep. and announcing every single thing you're doing. Yep. <laughs> uh, we we 
pointed out, and I think you were thinking the exact same thing at that one point, that uh, Lieutenant Falcon and Flint are the same person. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, I've always thought Flint was just kind of a nothing character. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Falcon is just that, but voiced by a more famous person. Right. <laughs> And also, Duke's heretofore unknown brother. Yeah, well, half-brother. <laughs> oh, sure. They have the same mom. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know why that distinction is made, but okay, sure. Oh, yeah. All right, sure. Yeah. I mean, like, I have two half-brothers, but, like, I just always call them my brothers. Sure. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> I feel like maybe he could have gotten more lenient and said, Duke just said, he's my brother. Right, he might have. With uh, General Hawk and Sonny Bono. Yeah, uh, the, and the rest yep. on the tribunal. <laughs> maybe one of them was Doc, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I did notice that uh, during the court-martial scene, uh, you know, so you have the General Hawk and, and the other judges there. Uh, but off to the side, Duke was, like, hanging out watching yeah uh with with uh, two other characters who uh i believe were part of the original uh figure line of joe's oh wow okay uh one of them being uh the flash i i knew flash flash always comes up when i'm searching for flash figures on ebay <laughs> that's the only reason i know that character's name <laughs> uh i got very excited but i mean he was like Literally, just like a third of him was on the screen. <laughs> well, he's so fast for for like a split second. Exactly. And yeah, like I could not point him out to you, <laughs> but I got very excited. That's awesome. <laughs> Always, Wally. <laughs> they did. Uh, uh, speaking of Wally, they finally did a uh, Funko Pop of Wally. Uh, they they came out with a series of seven that basically recreate the cover of Morrison and Howard Porter's JLA number one. Oh wow! So there's the entire team. So there's a there's a Kyle Rayner Green Lantern nice. pop now too, and then Mullet Superman and excellent all the good stuff. Yeah, is 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 the Flash shiny? Uh, I don't think he's shiny. I don't uh, think any of them are really shiny. But he's bad. he's very definitely Wally. All right. Yeah, they've all they've all sort of got like. Sort of cell shading type. Like, oh, weird. Made to look like comic book huh. art. So it's I'll pretty have, neat. I'll have to look at those. Yeah. Once uh, I get them, I'll show them to you. Okay. Because <laughs> I pre-ordered all of them. Sure you did. <laughs> uh, my, my lady friend and I were talking about Funkos the other day and uh, just not understanding them in general. Yeah. I, I have a few, but like you know, like four. Yeah. You know, uh, and like it just, it, they're not things that really appeal to me. Uh, but every once in a while, I see one, and I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they get you. Yeah. Uh, like, I've seen the the Black Orchid one at Walmart a bunch, and I was just, like, every time, I'm just like, I should get that. Yeah. But I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah. At least, at least the ones that I am, like, I do find appealing are the ones that, like, are costumed or, or have a distinct look, and it's not just, like, you know... Dude from Harry Potter. Right. Who could look like any other dude from Harry Potter. Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) Guy from K-pop band. Yeah. Who cares? (laughs) It's a big head with big eyes. K-pop stands care. They shouldn't. They love love their BTS. Alrighty. (laughs) I love BTS too. Behind the scenes. I do like behind the scenes stuff. Uh, I don't know any behind the scenes stuff about this movie. Me neither. (laughs) Other than that they decided Duke shouldn't die. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So on the VHS. So you had it on VHS, right? Uh, I mean, I rented it. I didn't own it. Gotcha. You know, yeah. Um, did you, do you remember there being a PSA at the beginning? Uh, there was like a pro voting PSA. No. With Spider-Man. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, not sh- at all. You should look this up. Wow. Because <laughs> I remember, I remember thinking it was really weird and like I remembered it before we started watching it. Like, oh, it's weird that that was on there. And then when the logo came on that said it was a Marvel production. Sure. Like, that cleared everything up for me. First Marvel movie? 
uh, Howard the Duck, oh, okay. and it came before this one. <laughs> Second Marvel movie. <laughs> uh, and, and still, I own all of them except Eternals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Complete your collection. No. Complete it. No. <laughs> if someone gave it to you. No. No. Wow. All right. New Christmas gift plan. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you give it to me, I'll give you the money that I get from GameSwap for selling it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. The whole $2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the plot to this movie is real complicated. It's super complicated. There's so much happening. Uh, it apparently all evolves around uh, black entertainment television. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants it. Yep. <laughs> it's the, Some it's people the, are trying to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Those people are racist. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's uh, G.I. Joe wants to turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's, I, don't, I don't think an arm of the military should be allowed to control a device that uh, powers the entire world. Yeah, it's, it's weird that they're... Involves it all. Right? Before Cobra decides to steal it. <laughs> like, this is really an after-the-fact thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it did... did uh, I mean, it's never really explained who developed the broadcast energy transmitter. So maybe it was a military thing. I mean, I'm sure it was. Yeah. But also, you know, I find it very hard to believe that the military would do something that would be for the good of humanity. Well, they primarily want to use it so they can uh, have weapons that fire on their own. Well, (laughs) fair. (laughs) They're inventing drone technology. Yeah. (laughs) They're trying to phase G.I. Joe out. They are. Oh, shit. (laughs) G.I. Joe shouldn't be supporting this. AI will come for us all. Uh, I look forward to the day I see my art used in an AI uh, me too. piece of artwork. You or me. I'd love to see what an AI could do with my scribbles. Uh, uh, I feel like, there, uh, I mean, maybe I'm just conflating it with something else, but I feel like the BET was part of like a separate like story arc in the TV series. Or, or am I thinking of like the mass transmitter, or there was like a weather it might controller be the, thing? You might be thinking of the weather controller okay. thing. I don't remember the BET showing up again. All right. <laughs> I also, I really don't remember what came after the movie on the show. Like, yeah, how, me how do they explain? You know, Cobra Commander's gone, turned into a snake. Do they at all? Right. Is he just gone? I. Yeah, I I feel like the entirety of the television show was, like, pre-movie. Okay. And then, like, anything that came after that was just, like, a weird offshoot, maybe? Okay. Uh, or, or they just relegated it all to, like, comics and toys after that. Maybe. Because, uh, yeah, because, like, even in Transformers, like, after the movie, like... Hot Rod and Ultra Magnus were, like, around all the time. Yeah, and Optimus was dead for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, like, I don't remember anything like that in the, in the, in the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, and I especially don't remember, like, you know, like, Cobra Commander getting his weird flight suit thing that he wore for oh, a while. Oh, the armor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I, I really like. I really like that, too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember that ever being animated, either. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it'd be pre- probably pretty hard to animate it. It's pretty complicated. That's I, true. I drew it the once. <laughs> <laughs> never took, again? Took a while. <laughs> yeah, like, Cobra Law never showed back up again. Yeah. Like, like it, it, it leaves it open that, like, Globulus could return, you mm-hmm. know, but but I don't recall him ever coming back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm just wrong. I don't I'd know. Be, I'd be stunned if Globulus came back on the on the TV show. I mean, again, probably not voiced by Burgess Meredith right. if, he, if he was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, uh, this movie's just good. It's so fun. It's yeah. it's it's weird. It's action packed. It's kind of funny. Yeah, like on purpose at times too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I other than Big Lob, I did like most of the new characters. <laughs> I remembered. I remember Chuckles being a little more homicidal. Yeah, or or just like insane than he was. Yeah. Like, he, he, he's not voiced by anybody because he yeah. has no lines. Right. Uh, I, I remember, because, you know, I drew him as well for, for my uh, Jovember month. Uh, and just while I was drawing him, I was like, I wonder what his deal was, you know. And so, like, I looked up, like, his backstory, and it's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, like, he was, like, a triple agent. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, like, he went undercover. Like, he was a Joe. He went undercover... Uh, to, to infiltrate Cobra, got caught, and then went back to G.I. Joe as a Cobra agent. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, like, eventually got murdered by somebody. Okay. Uh, the comics were pretty fucking dark at times. <laughs> uh,. Like, I remember, like, as a kid, like, when I first started getting into comics, you know, and, and I think at the time, you know, I was just like, you know, it's like G.I. Joe was for kids, you know, like, I, I don't watch G.I. Joe anymore, you know, and my friend who got me into, like, X-Men and, and stuff like that, he was just like, well, you should read the comics, because they're pretty dark, like, people die. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, but, like, you know, every time they blow up, like, a plane in the show, like, you know, five minutes later, they're parachuting safely out. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, they die. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, like, one Christmas, I got, like, one of those, like, Marvel grab packs that had, like, like 30 Marvel books of, like, one specific month in there. Yeah. And, and there was a G.I. Joe in there, and, like, Roadblock, like, blows somebody's head off. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh while rhyming sure naturally uh, yeah so so i don't know larry ham is a fucked up man i guess <laughs> uh who, who whose name i did not see in the credits anywhere i did not see that in there either yeah yeah um but yeah uh, there we, we sort of touched on the, the weird buddy comedy that <laughs> Happens yeah. between Roadblock and Cobra Commander. Yeah, it's classic. Roadblock is blinded, so he needs Cobra Commander to guide him, and Cobra Commander can't walk. Yep, uh, because he is turning into a giant snake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Cobra Commander origin in this is fucking weird. <laughs> like we we touched on it, but we didn't really talk about it. Yeah. Like yeah. So apparently, from this, we are meant to believe he is. Thousands of years old, uh, was a scientist who <laughs> spored himself and, like, grew, like, a bunch of eyes on his face. Yeah. <laughs> and so Globulus decides to send him out into the world <laughs> to destroy humanity. Yeah. Like you do. For sure. It makes total sense. Uh, but apparently, I guess, Cobra Commander lost sight of the mission? Because, uh, I mean, the, even the opening scenes of this movie with Cobra are just about how much of a fuck-up he is. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's just an imbecilic moron. <laughs> Who screws up everything Cobra has ever tried to do. Yeah, I mean, they're not wrong. Nope, not at all. He is completely ineffective. Yep. I wonder if that's another thing that, uh, like, was influenced from the, the reaction to Transformers. Yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, Jesus Christ, the body count in Transformers is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but there's, like, the subplot of, like, Starscream, like, finally, like, killing Megatron and, like, taking over for, like, a minute. Yeah. You know, because, like, Megatron has fucked everything up, you know, and then he becomes Galvatron and kicks a lot of ass. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if, like, there was maybe supposed to be a subplot similar to that where, where 
commander gets ousted and and you know serpentor takes more of a serpentor was always weird like i yeah. never understood what his role was yeah uh and, and honestly after watching this still don't really <laughs> he's the emperor uh, okay of what of cobra okay <laughs> cobra nation <laughs> Which is separate from Cobra Law. Okay. <laughs> uh, man, the more I think and talk about this movie, the more confused I get. So. <laughs> but God damn it, it's worth watching. It really is. Yeah, I mean, so much of it is just total nonsense. Yep. But it's so fun. <laughs> and and the animation, like I said, is so good. Oh, yeah. Uh yeah, it's 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 definitely better than the regular TV series. They they had a budget for sure. Yeah. Uh, but but even the TV series was was still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, especially compared to some other cartoons. I remember when uh when DC first announced they were doing animated movies, direct mm-hmm. to video movies. Um, the plan originally was that the animation style would be based on whatever the art on the original story was. Right. And one of the ones that they first announced was the Judas contract. Right. Um, and I remember just thinking like, it would just look like this basically. Yeah. And that would have been so cool. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. You've gone off on this now. (laughs) Makes me think of the killing joke and just like, I wound up seeing the movie in theaters, right? Uh, with with uh, one of our friends, and and was just like, I think he paid for me, so like I, I didn't at least didn't have to spend my own money on it, because <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't want to see this, because like over the years, like the the story of the Killing Joke to me has just become less and less appealing. Yeah, uh, but like the one redeemable thing about it is that it's got. Brian Bolandart. Yeah. And I kept going back to the the, the original plan for the DC movies where they're, they're going to look like the comics. And I was like, but how can you do Brian Boland animated? Yeah. Like, like it is impossible. And that is, to me, the only redeeming factor of the killing joke. And they didn't. They couldn't. Yeah, right. Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and so that movie is a slog to get through because the one appealing factor of it is missing. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, like I, I could see a George Perez, uh, translating fairly well to animation. It's, yeah. it's very clean and, 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 you know, realistic enough. Uh, whereas, you know, yeah, like a Brian Boland is, is heavy, heavy detail. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like, like, yeah, I could not see that working. <laughs> I mean, we saw Romeo Tangal's name in the, oh, yeah, in the yeah. credits for this. And yeah. he inked Perez for a long time. So, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, missed opportunities. <clears throat> yeah, DC. Yeah, yep. Because uh, they did eventually do the Judas contract, and it was not great. No, it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> I think we watched that together. We did. Yeah. 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 Weird new 52-ish yeah. amalgamation. Yeah. Yeah, the DC movies got weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing's changed, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the balance of power in the yeah, DC universe. The hierarchy. Oh, the hierarchy. Changed. Changed. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Shifted, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I don't even know which way that's, that's, uh, that's teetering now. Uh, I was flipping through Amazon earlier, and, and uh, Black Adam is available to, to stream now. Okay, uh, for, for rental. Okay, and uh, it, it, it was on sale uh, for seventeen dollars. Oh, wow. I, like, I am not <laughs> <laughs> paying seventeen dollars to watch Black Adam. <laughs> I will wait the few extra months until it's on HBO. Yeah, that seems like a good plan. Yeah. If if even then, I've still never seen the Batman. Yeah, uh, I like the Batman. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, any other any other thoughts about GI Joe the movie? Ah, uh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
know, just just uh, what was your favorite GI Joe toy you had? Oh boy, um, I think it was probably Sergeant Slaughter in the tank. Yeah, I liked I liked sets of things. I also really liked Serpentor and his little like sky sled thing. I had that one too. Yeah, I, I really liked that one as well. Yeah, uh, I used to have uh, uh, Law and Order. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, and then I took them over to a friend's house, and his dog ate law. Oh, no! <laughs> Not order? Nope. Okay, well, yep. respect for... <laughs> he saw himself in order. <laughs> uh, I think I did have a tunnel rat figure. Nice. If, if I remember, he came with, like, a drill. Okay. Uh, to tunnel through things. Naturally. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I do like that, uh, in this movie, he does get very horny for tunnels. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was sewer. Oh, I can get wet in there. <laughs> Do I hear running water somewhere? <laughs> yeah, I think the only the only one of them that they did not make a figure of for a long time was Big Lob. Yeah. And then eventually they did one of those, like, sort of a retro-style figure of him a okay. few years ago. I remember being excited about that, because I tried to tried to collect the the new recruits. Nice. Uh, dude, I feel like he was, because maybe they couldn't animate, uh, William the Refrigerator Perry. Yeah. Uh, that they just, like, changed him into Big Lob. Yeah. <laughs> like, what if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a G.I. Joe? <laughs> uh, I remember getting those, uh, G.I. Joe Order of Battles, uh, miniseries, and, uh... I remember seeing, like, Rocky Balboa was, like, in one of them. Right. Because, uh, like, they were going to make him a G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh, and then it just never happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did have his nemesis, Big Boa. Sure. I like Big Boa a lot. I did, too. Yeah. And little gloves. Yep, yep. It was so cool. I <laughs> lost those things so fast. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was That was just, that was what was so cool about G.I. Joe figures is they had so many accessories. Yep. And, like, hats and backpacks and, and all this cool stuff. Yep. Oh, they're so great. They were. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, uh, the old school ones, uh, you know, pose them twice and then the limbs go floppy forever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember when the they came out with the 25th anniversary uh, figures, uh, the, like, early 2000s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I went to Toys R Us one day before work, and I bought them all. Nice. Uh, and then had them displayed for, for a while, and eventually sold them to Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the way of things. Yeah. <laughs> did the same for the He-Man figures when they did those, the, the anniversary of those. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think... I, I never had a ton of G.I. Joe figures. I did have like maybe like I remember one year for my birthday getting like a Cobra vehicle that had like a pilot in it. Okay. You know, he was, he was kind of, he wore like the standard sort of Cobra guard uniform, but yeah. it was purple. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, and the toy itself felt more like, uh, it was like a mask vehicle, but, okay. but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's another show that I, I started watching during the pandemic. It's uh, just, did not hold up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, nostalgia. Yeah. G.I. Joe the movie. It's fantastic. It's a great time. Uh, good luck finding it anywhere. <laughs> I'm sure Amazon probably has it, I guess. I think so. Yeah. At least a physical copy. Yeah. Because uh, Viva Physical Media. Yes. <laughs> when the grid goes down, you're all going to be sad. Yep. <laughs> but not us. Nope. <laughs> Just it makes moving a bitch, but uh, it's kind of worth it, right? <laughs> uh, is anything bringing you joy this past week? Uh, yeah, I think uh, so. So before I got sick, uh, I was keeping up fairly well on comics, and then I got sick, and then like I lost like three months worth of stuff. Uh, like just just fell behind. Yeah, because because you file behind on one series for one month and then you're just fucked. Absolutely. 
My my life is a constant game of trying to play catch up on comics. Yep. Uh, but but one that I I did try to make sure that I, I caught up on and and uh, the the series finale came out this week I believe I think it did uh, was was an image book called Do a Power Bomb. Oh yeah. Uh, which uh, is is about wrestling. It's about wrestlers. I do not like wrestling. <laughs> I've maybe watched two wrestling matches ever in my <laughs> life. Uh, not a fan. Don't care for it. Uh, I think it's stupid. Uh, and yet, at the same time, I find it oddly fascinating. Okay. Uh, such as my obsession with Sergeant Slaughter as a kid uh, via G.I. Joe. <laughs> uh... Joe Bowerbomb is maybe one of the best books that have come out this past year. Oh, wow. Okay. Every single issue. It's about wrestling. Made me cry. Oh, wow. <laughs> Daniel Warren Johnson is amazing. He is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's, it's, uh, and it's, it's ridiculous. Like, like it's, it's, it's a big ridiculous idea. It's about, uh, uh, a wrestler who watches her mom die in the ring. Uh, who then, you know, spends the rest of her life, like, training to become, like, as good a wrestler as her mom was. Okay. Uh, and then she winds up being transported to an alternate dimension, uh, where, uh, the, the guy who rules the dimension is, like, a huge wrestling fan and decides to hold a wrestling tournament, uh, and, uh, tells her that if she wins, he'll be able to bring back her mother. Oh, wow. Uh, and so she has to choose uh, a tag team partner, and she chooses the guy who basically was responsible for her mother's death. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it is magnificent. Uh, like, like, it is ridiculous, and it is funny, and it is fucking heartbreaking. And, uh, I read the, the final issue today, uh, and, and I don't want to give it away, but, but, uh, it is pretty spectacular. All right. Yeah. But at the end of it, it fucking made me cry again. And I was just like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, especially, uh, for someone who has, you know, the, the occasional parental issue, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, popping up in, in his psyche. You know, it's 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 a pretty big series for that. Yeah. Uh, did uh, you read Murder Falcon? I did read Murder Falcon. I really loved Murder yeah, Falcon. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, yeah, he is he is fantastic. I think that is the series that sort of like made me pay attention to him. Yeah, it definitely was for me. Uh, like I, I've still never read Extremity, uh, but I, I think I've picked up everything he's done since Murder Falcon. Even the Better A Bill series that he did for Marvel. That was a great book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Woman Dead Earth is spectacular. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, Daniel Warren Johnson, I guess, is making me happy. Uh, <laughs> especially the, the series Do a Powerbomb. Nice. Uh, highly recommended. Maybe not for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good to know. <laughs> Fair warning. Yeah, thinking thinking back on uh, elements of Murder Falcon, I don't know if I'm going to be uh, revisiting that anytime soon. Yeah, but uh, it's a great book. <laughs> uh, what about you, sir? Um, well, on the topic of comics, uh, I think the the thing that has brought me the most joy this week is uh, Batman One Thirty. Uh, the the final part of Chip Zdarsky and Jorge Jimenez's first storyline. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've been reading that at all. I read, I think, the first two. There's, like, a giant robot Batman who's... Basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bat- to- Batman built a robot uh, to stop him should he ever uh, cross the line, basically. Alrighty. And uh, uh, the robot is activated by mistake, and the, the arc has just been them trying to stop this fucking robot. <laughs> AI. It's, it's... Seriously. Yeah. It's gonna kill us all. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but it's been awesome. <laughs> All right. I, I feel like the last one that I read, like he becomes the Batman of Zero and R again. Yes. yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a bunch of stuff about that. Um, the backup story over the past few issues has been sort of like, you know, we know the origin of the Batman of Zero and R, or at least why he did it, but mm-hmm. it's been going into 
what actually happened as he was building that persona. And okay. It's really interesting. Huh. Um, and then, yeah, just the main story. Uh, the last issue, uh, issue 129, ended with him basically being thrown out into space uh, after the JLA watchtower exploded. Um, and uh, so the opening seven or eight pages of, of Batman 130 uh, are him surviving... <laughs> Out in the middle of space. Alright. And by the end of that sequence, he is back on Earth. He is on his feet. He is ready to fight failsafe. It's fucking great. <laughs> like, it's, it is, I, I reviewed it, uh, for this week and it, I, I, I called it absurd in the best way possible. I, that is how I do prefer my Batman. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's awesome. I'll, I'll have to check that out then. Yeah. Uh, it's, do you occasionally just stop and think how weird it is that Chip Zdarsky is, like, writing Batman and Daredevil and... Frequently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, no offense to Chip Zdarsky, he's, he's clearly a talented man. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, his, his persona is not that of, uh, I'm gonna be the guy that writes Batman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I also read, uh, the first five issues of his... Uh, creator own series public domain oh, relatively I, recently yeah that book is spectacular uh it's another one that that you know I, I you know unfortunately fell off for me but but the the ones i did read were were awesome yeah uh, and i, I definitely want to at some point if i can <laughs> go back and finish that up yeah it's on a break right now so you got time okay oh so it's gonna continue i believe so okay yeah huh Interesting. Yeah, it, I assume so. Anyway, okay. Uh, just from what I read, it felt like it damn, had a clear ending at some point. But, yeah. Uh, but, all right. Yeah. It it takes uh it takes some turns. Okay. All it's right. a, it's a book that I feel like sort of reinvented itself every issue. Huh. At least what the story was. Right. So, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, it's you know, talking about that. Uh, the the last page of, of do a power bomb like was uh daniel warren johnson talking about you know just sort of the creative process of the book and uh you know and just uh how th there's like a major major like plot elements of it that he's like like i didn't realize that this was going to happen until like halfway through the conceptualizing of this thing yeah you know it was like it just it just occurred and i was like oh okay yeah and like it all fell into place that's awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's like and like reading that and having read like you know the, the previous issues i was like i don't understand how that could not have been in place from the beginning <laughs> like it just seems like such a core part of how this book works yeah <laughs> So, hey, you never know. That's an, that's an interesting process. It is. Uh, <laughs> we'll never achieve it. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, well. <laughs> Do you want me to pick a movie for I next week? I guess. You know, pick something that somebody created and worked hard on. And <laughs> we can talk about it and pick it apart. Yeah. And, yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Those who can't do critique. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna call an audible. Okay. Uh, we talked a little bit about what I was gonna pick earlier. Yeah. And I'm not gonna pick that now. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> We're gonna watch Clueless. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. So, so for the listener behind the scenes, uh, BTS, uh, <laughs> we we normally don't tell each other what we're gonna pick next yeah uh but occasionally like it, it will just pop up you know for for whatever reason and, and you, you before we started said okay this is the movie i'm gonna pick and i was like okay that's fine uh and then you mentioned clueless and i mentioned that i had never seen it uh-huh uh and then i thought okay well you know he'll just put that on his list for a future pick or something yeah. like that it well, it was uh, next week's future it, pick. It got in my head. Yep. All right. I want to watch Clueless. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it. I know quite a bit about it, just because it's such a prevalent thing. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, more so just for the political stance of one of the actresses in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I think Paul Rudd is in it. Paul Rudd is in it. Yes. Is it like his second movie or something like that? It's or? it's early. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, because I know his first one was Halloween 6, The Return of Michael Myers. Right, obviously. Or, 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 Curse of Michael Curse Myers. Curse of Michael Myers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he returns in 4, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then 5 is Revenge, and sure. yeah, 6 is Curse. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I honestly can't say I'm excited. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like it's... Sort of one of those things that's like, oh, if I've never seen it at this point, I'll just never see it. Okay. Uh, but I'll, I will happily watch it with you. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I'm excited to watch it with you. Uh, is it streaming anywhere? I don't know, but I have it. Okay. <laughs> Physical media. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think all of our listeners should uh, contact both you and me. And find out exactly what all movies we own, <laughs> so that you can emulate our collections and watch along with us. I mean, I have a spreadsheet, and you've you've got something, right? Uh, yeah, the CLZ movies. Yeah, and, yep. So we can just share those. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a spreadsheet, and what format it's all in, yep, and if yep. there are any good special features or whatever on there. So yeah. <laughs> All right, Clueless. Excellent. A movie I am mostly clueless about. Oh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Masters.